We have spent the last month, in fact, looking at things to be thankful for. I asked you guys to start off about a month ago just to start writing down all the things that God has blessed you with. All to just go around your house and look at every single thing in your house and all the stuff that you've got and start writing down all the things that God blessed you with and then to thank Him for those things. We've, we've looked week after week at, at thankfulness. So this morning I want to kind of pull all that together. Starting with Psalms 105, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him, sing praise to Him, tell of all of His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in His strength, seek His face always. It needs to permeate everything we've got. Our world needs to hear. I mean, it's easy anytime you want to turn on the TV, just about anytime you want to get on your phone or other device, you can find bad things. Stuff is happening around the world. Even in our own lives, stuff is happening in our families. Life goes on and, and we can get so centered on all of those things, all of those terrible things that are going on and all of the things in the world are we can realize that God is in control of every single moment of our day and every single thing that happens. Our God is supreme over everything that's going on. He is God of the little things. He is God of the big things. He is God of everything. One of the greatest things, and, and I, I'm probably like most of you in this room, maybe all, all of us in this room, I get up every morning early and I pray and I pray for people. And I've got this list of people that I pray for every day. The, every member of the church I pray for every day. The families, what's going on. I've, I pray for pastors. I pray for missionaries that I know. I pray for our world. I pray for all kinds of things. And it's so easy for me to get surrounded in that and just get up in the morning and go, Okay, God. There's a thousand things on the list. Let me tell you, I need this and I need that and I need the other and pray for this one and pray for that one. It's easy for me to get rolling down that hill. It's hard sometimes for me to stop and go, wait a minute, before I go through all of those things, I just want to take time to be thankful, Father. You're the God of the universe. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm not worthy to be in your presence at all, period. Your word says that I am, I am sinful. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. There's none righteous. No, not one. I'm not worthy to be there yet. Yet because of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, because He has paid the price for my sins, because I've accepted Him as my Savior and Lord, you've made me worthy. You've, you've gone so far as to call me a son of yours. I'm one of yours. I'm the sheep of your pasture. Wow. How can I do anything but give thanks? And just stop for a few moments and give thanks. Most of us in here, a lot of us in here are parents. And your kids at Christmas time, how many of y'all can remember the wish books? Woo, glory. I loved when the Sears and Roebuck catalog came in now. I could stay for hours on that. And even though I knew my mom and dad weren't going to get me any of those things, probably I had my list. I'd tell mom and dad about that list. Sometimes dad would ask. Most time he didn't. But I'd tell him anyway. Boy, look at this and look at this and look at that and look at the other. Wow. 
We still do that today, by the way, at least men do. Wow, look at that truck, look at that bass boat, look at this, look at that, look at the other. We got our wish lists. But my dad appreciated when I stopped and said, you know, thank you, Dad. Thank you for putting food on the table. Thank you for all you do. And I believe that our Heavenly Father is like that too. I believe that, that when we start off our day with thankfulness, we start off our prayer time, we start off that moment we come before the throne of God with thanksgiving and praise. Wow, it'll make a difference in your life, I'm telling you. It'll make a difference in your life. Why do I say that? Because our world around us, our family around us, the people that we come in contact with every day desperately, desperately need to find hope. Desperately need to find something that they can give thanks for. Desperately need to see a God who is in control of all things, who, who nothing is out of His realm. Desperately. We talked about this morning coming over here from Slayton, Sheila and I, and we talked about it some in Sunday school. We've got a whole generations now, maybe two or three of those generations, maybe more than that, generations of good old Americans that we're, we, we are thankful for our country. They are thankful for what their country can give them, what they can get out of their country. They are they're centered towards themselves and yet they're hungering inside of them. They're trying to find peace over here and happiness over there and they're trying, trying to find joy and what, what would fulfill their lives. And, and we've got all of these philosophies out there that says, that says okay, just, just do what makes you happy. And it'll be all good. Well, they're doing that and they're still not happy. Most of us in this room, a lot of us in this room have learned that lesson. There's not much in this world that's really going to make you happy for over that long. Except Jesus. Except God. And so they're, they've got this, this void inside of them and they're running all over the place trying to fill that void with this and that and the other and trying to find happiness and joy in, in, in their lives. And they're empty. And by the way, they're hungry for that. I mean, I don't know if you realize that or not, but one of the biggest things with, with young people today, if, if this place was filled with young people, I could make a statement and the first thing that would come out would be this. They're fact checking. See if that preacher's telling what it, the truth or not. You know why that is? Because they're hungry for the truth. They're hungry for the truth. They've been told lies ever since they were born and, and, and this little device we've got in our pocket that's a fantastic thing, by the way, isn't helping any. It isn't helping any. They don't know what's lie and what's truth anymore. But they're hungry because inside of them, God has made a place just for Him. He made them to worship Him. He made us to worship Him. He made us to give thanks and glorify His name. He's made that. Our world desperately needs to see people who are not religious, but people who love the Lord with all their heart and soul and mind. People who are, are positive and, and give thanks every day to their, their father because of where they live and what's going on in their life. I, I'm keeping up with Ukraine pretty hard, by the way. I, I like the, the nation. I know they've done some things in the past. But I keep up with their nation. And their, 
right now they've they you know the russians have bombed all of these cities and so on and so forth and they bombed bombed the infrastructure and that's one of russia's been their tactics all along to take out the infrastructure and then you'll bow down to them and so on and so forth and these guys are, are given the opportunity right now to voluntarily leave their place because there's no heat no water no nothing and they're not they're going now nah, we're all right we'll make it we love our country we love where we're at so it's not just America like that. They're thankful. They're thankful that Ukraine has come back and taken over their nation again, taken it back. A thankfulness. It ought to be deep-rooted in us. People ought to see all around us who our God is. We ought to be able to tell people from this 105th Psalms, tell the nations, tell everybody how awesome it is to be an American. How awesome it is to live here. How blessed we are to have a God that loves us. Wow. They need to hear that from us. Turn with me, if you will, over to the book of Philippians. One of my favorite passages of Scripture, even though it's hard for me to digest most of the time. Philippians chapter 4. Paul was in prison probably, more than likely by this time, knew the day and the hour he was going to be executed. There was no questions about that. And yet, in, in the fourth chapter, he's writing to this church at Philippi that he loves. And in, in the fourth chapter, in the fourth verse, he writes this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say it, rejoice. In other words, don't forget that. The joy that's inside of you, rejoice. Be filled with it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I'll say it, rejoice. Now, this next little passage of Scripture says, Let your gentleness be made known to all. I've struggled with that in my life. I haven't been a very gentle person. Maybe in these last few years, I've been tamed down some. Sheila's finally got that, got me tamed down, whooped down, I guess. But hadn't been a gentle person. But I want that to be the fact. I want people to be able to come to me and see who Jesus is. It said that he's meek. That doesn't mean he's weak. But you could come to him. You could approach him. I want people to be able to do that. I want people to be able to come to me and, 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 and I'd be able to tell them about who Jesus is. How much I rejoice in him. How awesome he is. Verse 5 says, let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Do you realize that? He said, I'm going to walk with you and talk with you every moment of the day. I'm, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to be with you to the ends of the age, period. The Lord is not just near, he's right there. In fact, the Bible says that he lives inside of us. That the Holy Spirit, we've become the temple of the living God. What an awesome place. God is inside of us he's around us he's moving with us every moment of the day wow we ought to be reminded of that the lord is near the lord is near he's not far away he's not left you he's not gone someplace forgot about you he's right there the bible talks about this word repent it just means to turn around 
It's easy for me, by the way, to get pessimistic about things and, and especially to whine because I like to whine a lot, you know. So I'm going down this road of whining and I like to whine and I suddenly realize, what am I whining about? All you got to do is turn around. God's there. That's what the word repent means. It just means to turn around. He's not left you. He's not gone away. He's right there with you. Turn around and see. Wow. Repent from the direction you're going. Turn around and face Jesus. The Lord is near. Quit being anxious about everything or anything. Quit being anxious. And it's hard to do. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. We want to figure out everything we can do other than that. We like being anxious, by the way. We do. We like worrying about everything. We like that. If we didn't, we wouldn't do it anymore. Quit being anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Have you ever thought about that? All that's going on in your life, that, that, that it's, not, it's not made God afraid. It's not taken Him by surprise. It's not, it's not blown Him off His throne. He hasn't gone, oh my gosh. Look at that happening to David. I did not know that was going on. He knows every single, you know, the, the, the Bible says that he knows every hair on our head. Some of you got less than you did before, but he knows every hair on your head. He got them counted. I do too. Gary told me the other day when I leaned down like this, I looked like I had a yarmulke on my head, by the way. So maybe I'm Jewish, didn't know it. But he knows every hair. So he knows every. He knows you more intimately than you know yourself. He knows every cell of your being. He knows what's going on. He knows everything that's going on around you. He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows everything that's going on in your family. He knows everything that is going on with you. And he has an answer for that. He can handle those things. So everything, quit being anxious about those things, Paul is saying, and in everything with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. I want to try to fix it first, then go to God. If I can't fix it, well, then God can handle it. You, you got that? Yep, I know you do. Instead of going to God first, quit being anxious about it, quit worrying about it, and go before the Father who can fix it. And go, Father, I bring this stuff to you. I don't want it anymore. I'm going to lay my burdens on you. And I'm going to take on your yoke. What's his yoke? To love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. And the second's like unto it, to love your neighbors yourself. Wouldn't that simplify life if we'd quit doing all these other things and just do those two? Wow. It could change our lives. So he says this, By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Y'all can go back and look it up. I, I don't know exactly the date in it, but there was a couple, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Oklahoma. It was either Oklahoma or Kansas a few years ago. 
an F4 tornado came through, picked up their their um, travel their not travel mobile home with them in it, and carted them about 30 miles away. And this guy's sitting out in his front yard looking at the clouds, and all of a sudden, boom! In his yard lands a mobile home. Wow! And they all walked out. And, and I thought about that over and over again. For one thing, that's a wild ride. I mean, can you imagine getting sucked up in a tornado and it throwing you 30 miles away? That's got to be crazy. And just setting you down and don't it don't hurt you or I'm not sure their mobile home was, was messed up pretty bad. But, but I thought about that in this passage of Scripture. The peace of God. In the middle, in the middle of that wild ride, one of the things the guy said, there was peace in our hearts. Wow. In the middle of your hurricane right now, in the middle of your tornado, whatever that is, because we're always in one, seems like we just go from one of those to the next one. There can be peace. And I can promise you that. I've never been in a tornado like that, don't want to be. But I can promise you in the middle of whatever's going on in your life, God will give you peace. If you ask. And maybe in my heart and life and my experience, maybe there's nothing greater than God's love, joy, and peace in your heart. Nothing that I've ever experienced. And you can have that today. It doesn't make sense. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the middle of, and I've been there a bunch of times. In the middle of all that's going on, I finally quit being anxious. I went before God and said, God, you're, I give you thanks because you're the God of all things. God, I, I love you. And, and, and God, just take care of all this. And instantly, there's peace. I got this. doesn't make any sense. I'm in the same situation I was a minute ago. But now God has given me peace. Wow. You can have that this morning in your hearts and lives too. During this great season of Thanksgiving, we have got so much. I've talked to you about that you're in the top 10% of, of earners in the world. Every person in this room, top 10 we're rich. We've talked about how God has given us a promise of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about how God has promised us a place called heaven that I can't even wrap my mind around fully. And God then wants to give us peace right now. We talked about in Sunday school a little bit of abundant life. He wants to give that to you right, right now. Right now. But you're going to have to let him. It could be the greatest Thanksgiving ever in your family if you'll let God take over. Paul writes this in the 8th verse. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Put your mind on those 
thing. Cures most everything. I've learned that from Tommy Messick, by the way. You start putting your mind on the good stuff, and the bad stuff might go away. You start looking at life differently with thanksgiving in your heart. You start going before God with rejoicing. Oh, Father, what a great day this is. Oh, Father, what an awesome God you are. Oh, Father, you're in control of all things. It changes your life. Telling you. Because our God is real. So I'm asking you to do this this week. Take some time in your prayer life when you come before Him. Start off with thanksgiving. Start off with rejoicing. Start off with praise to the God, the maker of the universe. See what happens. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives and hearts this morning. I thank you so much for this church, Father. I thank you for what they mean to me and how they teach me daily of how to walk with you. Father, I ask forgiveness in my own heart and life when I've come before you with my list or my wants or my gripes and not stop to give you thanks. But Father, right now I do. I praise you and glorify you and honor you for all, all you've done in my heart and life. Truly thankful. we come before you in these moments of quietness and stillness fill us with your song of joy fill us with the peace that passes all understanding fill us with your presence and we'll give you praise Father in Jesus name I pray Amen I'm going to ask Brother Brent to come I'll ask you just to stay heads bowed eyes closed this morning just you and God in this moment You know what, Brent? I'm just going to ask Sheila to play through the song this morning. She would. Right now in the quietness and stillness of this moment, go before God with thanksgiving, with praise. Glorify Him. Honor Him. Let Him replace all that's going on with peace. Would you do that? God's inviting you to join Him this morning. Will you do it? If you've never accepted Him as Savior and Lord, right now you can make that happen. Just ask you to come on down. I'll guide you through how to do that. house to worship him i'm so glad you've come today we got dinner on the grounds today we got some decorating to do we got some 
cards to fill out, all those kind of things. going to be lots of fun this afternoon. So I invite you to join with us. If you didn't bring anything, who cares? Come on, well, there will be plenty. So just invite you to, to be a part of us here. So that will be out in the fellowship hall. Just make your way out there here in just a few moments. Any other word before we go? And it's going to be used next week, y'all's activity, so you get ready for that. All right, let's stand together. Remind you, next week we've got a nursing home at four. The week after that, we've got community Thanksgiving Christmas service, First Baptist Church, Ashbermont, CIA on the 7th, and the 18th will be our Christmas fellowship here. Let's go, Lord, and pray together. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time together. God, we give you praise and thanks for all things. Now, God, as we leave this place, help us have a song in our heart. Help us to overflow with your joy and rejoice again, Father, that the world may know who you are. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.